Hey there, I'm Cindy Cochis, and I am the host of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I sit down with best-selling authors, writers, editors, publishers, and creative souls in my studio to talk about the process of developing our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode, just like this one, is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as a writer from the moment we put pen to paper. In this episode, I am sharing the second half of my conversation with Deborah Keevan. She is a editor and publisher and a published author. She is the founder and chief inspiration officer of Highlander Press. I'm going to pick up this podcast a few minutes prior to where I ended it last week. There's some information here that's worthy of being heard again. All right. Enjoy. And thank you. Because we're human. We're perfectly being human. (laughs) I love that. We're perfectly being human. I accept that. (laughs) Good, because I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Nice download. Uh, Yes, I I will be writing that out. That will be a quote that I put somewhere. (laughs) Look for that quote. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag trademark. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, oh my gosh yes. oh if we could you know if it was only that easy but right. <laughs> and you know and if we were to go back through and and look to see if anybody else has said that prior you know and I'm not um you know that copyright infringement thing sure sure <laughs> somebody else has probably said it <laughs> but not like you Exactly. Oh, you and I, we are now best friends. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> oh, you know, Highlander Press is a hybrid publishing company. And one of the questions that comes up is what is a hybrid publishing company? It's and of course, yeah. And depending on who you ask, the, the, the answer is different. So how do you explain what your, because I don't want you, it's not necessary for you to explain what everyone is because they are, they have different roles and mindsets and stuff. So how do you explain what your hybrid publishing company is to a writer who's just beginning their journey? Sure. So let me just give the bookends, if I might. So traditional publishing is what most people think about when they think about being published. So that's one of the soon-to-be big four publishing houses, Hachette, you know, um, there's a myriad, you know, Penguin Random House. And that requires you to have an agent. You must have an agent to be published through one of those. And here's how that works. There's a lot of gatekeepers. The agent has, you have to attack the, the, the agent. The agent has to love your book enough to then pitch it to the publishing houses. The publishing houses have to then say, That's going to fit with the books that we're looking for. And then they do all the marketing projections and they might give you a little advance, which, and that advances against future royalties, right? Right. So that's what that means. So they're going to give you a deal. They're going to give you an advance. They're going to license your book in a variety of different ways. 
your agent's going to get, then you're going to get royalties, but your agent's going to get a split of that advance. And he's going to get he or she's going to get a split of your royalties. So your royalties could be halved based upon whatever agreement you have with an agent. So there's a lot. So the, the point is you get advance, you get published. They don't do the marketing for you is what most people think is like, oh, I got my book licensed and they're going to do all of the marketing for me. They're going to send me on these book tours. And that's just not the case anymore, right? Traditional publishing has been very much stagnant since the late 1800s, other than the inception of agents who now have that sort of gatekeeper role. So that's sort of traditional publishing. There's a lot of gatekeepers. It takes time. It takes a long time once your book is picked up by an agent. By the time it's picked up by a publisher, by the time it's actually in bookstores and available for sale, could be up to three years. So it's a long lead time, lots of gatekeepers. On the other hand, is you have um, self-publishing, which is fast. It's as fast as you can make it. You have all 100% of the decision-making. You have 100% of the um, risk, 100% of the reward. But you also have a lot to learn. You've got to learn how to market a book, how to show up with a book. You still want to make sure you get that book professionally edited because that's the number one thing that gives self-published books a bad name. And the second thing that gives self-published books a bad name is a self-done cover. And unless you're a graphic designer who specializes in book covers, do not, I repeat, do not create your own book cover. (laughs) And that, that, so self-publishing, I think is a great model for a lot of people. It really works. You can make a lot of money. You have complete autonomy, which is really lovely. Mm-hmm. And then there's this plane of opportunity, right? So anything from a vanity publisher to a mid-sized publisher that, that acts very similar to a traditional publisher. And so I say we're a hybrid press because we're kind of the best of all of those worlds. And we're, we're designed in a way that there's a small fee to work with us, but what you get for that fee is six months of classes that teach you how to be an author who's selling books. We meet weekly. We talk about social media. We talk about an author business plan. We talk about how to get on podcasts like this. We talk about, you know, how to present yourself to the press, how to get your books in libraries and bookstores and do a book launch and all of those things. Plus we do all the heavy lifting. We actually edit your professionally edit your book. We have the cover designed. We do the interior layout. We find those keywords, the categories, the pricing. We find that sweet spot that help more eyeballs get on your book. Right. And we build a team to help you do it. Like it's just the most delightful, yummy, delicious experience but we also pay royalties. So that's why we're, we, and we publish about 20, 25 books a year. So we're on the midsize range of a publisher. Um, And so that's, that's how we, we operate. So I call that a hybrid model, meaning that we are collaborative with the authors. We don't just dictate how it's going to work. And we're there. We hold their hands through the whole process. I like how you, I like how you just described that, you know, placing the bookends and then sharing what was, you know, what's in the middle. I like how you did that. That was, that is very beneficial because of the fact that there is so much confusion out there 
what do I do? How do I do this? And, and what do they do? <laughs> and if they do, what am I responsible for? So in your experience, what surprises you, you know, or excuse me, let me start that question over. In your experience, what surprises most authors about the, the publishing experience? I think that what surprises most people is that they think I've written a book and okay, let it's done. They don't realize that that's just step one of your book <laughs> life, right? Because then you've got the editing, you've got the publishing, you've got the launching, you've got the ongoing promotion. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. And many times when people expend all that energy to get to the book where it's launching, you've got your book birthday, you're celebrating, hooray, there's a party, you're exhausted. And so <laughs> you yeah. stop. And not only do you stop in the short term, but you stop promoting in the long term. And so you see these spikes of sales, and then they just tail off suddenly. And what you want to do is understand the ways that you can market your book that aren't salesy, that aren't like, you know, that guy in Washington Square Park, but that can actually help people find your book because yeah. that's why you wrote it. To be seen, to be read, to be enjoyed, to, yeah, to make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And so I think a lot of people underestimate number one, the effort that goes into the whole process, not just the writing. And they, they let, they let their exhaustion over that whole process sort of be like, um, I hear time and time again, I had no idea what went into publishing a book. I had no idea. Yes. Because, and, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, because traditionally, traditional publishers don't want you to have an idea. Yes. It's, it's like Oz behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> well yes and it it is a lot of work and I think where a lot of people get tripped up is oh I have to market it I, I have to promote it well how do I do that and they're more afraid of the or more intimidated not afraid of because that's that's wrong, but they're more intimidated by the editing. Oh my God, I got to have somebody edit this. And what are they going to think? Oh my gosh, this is, you know, this is awful. Are they going to think I'm a horrible writer? You know, they get, you know, twisted into that section when, you know, editing is actually the easier part of the process, which right. is like you said, keeping those sales going, whether it spikes up and then levels off, it's it. But what happens is more times than not is that those sales drop off and, and they lose the pulse. And, you know, you might get a little blip here on, you know, on the radar every once in a while, right. but it's, it's the goal is to keep that going. So yeah, the promotion. <laughs> Well, and, and so, you know, if you think about it, it's, it's really about how you can stay top of mind with your ideal clients or yeah. ideal readers, right? Depending upon what, what genre your book is. So for example, if I've written a memoir, I wrote my memoir because not because I 
I want to, you know, shine and polish my ego. It's because I want my story to, to shed light for someone else who may be feeling lost or maybe experiencing something similar and to find hope in that experience. Right. So if I write it and it sits on my shelf where I'm very proud of it, but it never gets in front of those people, then that's actually selfish. Right. And so how can we, so even if it's, for example, when we talk about the author business plan, like what is the goal for the book? That's one of the things we talk about in our cohort is like, what do you want this book to do? Right. And then, then we structure like, okay, if that's what you want, then here are some of the things you can do. Maybe you, maybe you go on podcasts and you talk about your book. Maybe you do a virtual book reading. It's actually been kind of nice since COVID is like a lot easier to do a virtual book reading, which gets in front of a lot of other people, right? Maybe you do a virtual launch. Maybe you have a party, but it's the ongoing small things. Like, um, I actually just made a, a, a social media post about this is like five easy things that you can do to market your book every day. And one of them is have it in your email signature. Yes. Right. Yeah. Have it in your, um, your title or your, your bio section of your social media profiles. Um, put it in your elevator speech. If you're an entrepreneur or an elevator speech that you, when you talk, have an elevator speech for your book. If you're just, you know, if you just have a goal to be an author and you want people to know that you're an author. Right. And, you know, so those are just small little things that people just don't even think about. You know, and I, one of the questions I was going to ask you was, um, and I had worded it this way, and, and I know what the answer is, but I was curious to know what your response was. Is there a one size fits all process or checklist when it comes to like the book launch or promoting your your new release? And I, I think it's so funny that this is where our conversation naturally went. So, right. <laughs> So what is your take on that whole one size fits all promotion? <laughs> so, so, so we have at Highlander Press, we do have a process that we follow and we guide people through, but that process is tailored. And so, yes, there's a process, but it's not a one size fits all. So if I'm, um, if we're launching a fiction, uh, a historical fiction book, it's going to be slightly different than if we're, um, you know, publishing a thought leader book that's going to tie to someone's business, right? They're very different. Or if it's a memoir, or if it's a children's book, they're just going to have slight nuances. That said, our launch structure is kind of, yeah, it is kind of, um, there's a, there's a scaffolding, I would say that we work within, and how we build out the house will be different depending upon the goals of the author, where we want to get and who we want to see the book and how we want to promote it. Yes. I, I, you know, I love the visual again, the scaffolding around the house, you know, and making it unique to, to each individual because we don't all live in the same house. Right. How boring. Exactly. (laughs) And the language has to fit the, the, the tone of the book, right? If I've got, if I'm writing a humor book, then the way that I talk about the book and the, the, the information I'm going to share, whether it be a social media or speaking, it's going to be humorous, right? It's going to highlight 
why I'm the best person to write this book because I'm damn funny, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, and like you were saying, the promotion is going to be different. You know, and each of us has our strengths and, and where we feel more comfortable in getting past the fear of, you know, who, who's going to want to read this book, getting past that hurdle is huge too. And, you know, stepping into the shoes that, okay, I got this, I can do this and, you know, forging forward. So anyways, this has truly, truly been a educational conversation full of laughter and again the visual <laughs> I, I might love, be a writer <laughs> yes the, you know the the writers who are painting the pictures and adding the visual <laughs> oh so debbie thank you thank you so much i appreciate your time your your insights and of course clarifying those roles that editors have um as well as the publisher so Um, Is there anything that you wanted to add uh, to the conversation before we wrap it up? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, first of all, for having me. Um, I love to talk about um, anything having to do with words. I'm a big word nerd. So thank you for (laughs) for inviting me and for having me as as your guest. And I would just say that um, if you're writing, if you have the, the, the nudge to write a book someday, ask yourself, why not today? And just start. Give yourself that gift. Yes. Yes. Writing is a gift. It not only to ourselves, but to the reader. So absolutely. Where can our writers, readers, people who are curious about you, where can they find you? Sure. On the internet. Um, I would say if you go, probably the website is the best place to go, because then from there you can go social media, all those other places. And there's tons of resources on the website, um, helping you find that right ideal editor and hire that right person and knowing what kind of editor you need. I have all kinds <laughs> of resources. So um, it's highlanderpressbooks.com. And uh, the backward slash resources is the, is the resource page. So go have at it, grab what you need and (laughs) share your stories. We need you. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I, I agree. And you know, it's so easy to, to procrastinate. And so this, this conversation will help get those like me, <laughs> who have procrastinated. Well, the the one memoir is is uh, very emotional, and and I'm I'm still in it. I have come to the realization that I'm still in it, and so you can't you can't write the memoir. You can write elements of it, but you can't write the actual book when you're still in it. So that one has been set off to the side while I'm writing this other one, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> so. People think it's, you know, you just sit down and pound it out. And that's not necessarily the case either. So, man, I wish it were. <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be great? Although, you know, in, in that case, writing a book would lose that personal touch, that that gift feel to it. Um, yeah. If everybody just sat down and like, okay, here's your next best-selling author, you know, or book and, It'd be like, 
oh, okay, you know, it'd be like bazooka bubblegum, you know, there's a million of them out there. So, and that tells you how old I am. <laughs> I'm right there with you, sister. <laughs> Two cents. No, was it a penny? I think it was a penny. It was a nickel. Oh, yeah, penny. Penny candy. Penny, 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 and then penny for bazooka. Our- Yep. Then I went to the nickel and then, and then it kind of disappeared off the shelves. <laughs> it's very but, sad. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and the little comics that used to come with them. So <laughs> anyway. oh, good old days. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. So again, thank you. Thank you again, Debbie. I appreciate your time and we are going to have to do this again and we'll have to go through maybe, you know, next time we'll go through something a little more specific, you know, and, and expand on that because you and I could definitely, we could, we could sit here for a couple hours and still not complete the conversation. So oh, I would love that. I would welcome that invitation. So thank you. You're welcome. I have to say, I had so much fun talking with Debbie that Even after our quote-unquote official ending for the podcast, of course, our call was still being recorded. And I have to share this little bit of niblet because when two creative minds get together, there is no telling where, where we will go. And our imaginations are definitely they were just on a roll it was so wonderful to spend time with Debbie and to really get to know her on a more personal level and uh yeah you'll have to listen to what we uh what we came up with after quote the end of the conversation and so I've gotten way better at that I still have some editing to do but (laughs) it's okay it's that's why it's part of a conversation because you're an expert editor as well so I think that that's why this was such a fun conversation well because I get the lingo and I I I have an appreciation I'm not coming into it blind you know I'm not talking to you about how do I how do I butcher you know that that rack of beef there (laughs) exactly thank god because I'd be like "Mm, I don't know I don't know. <laughs> uh, you take a sharp knife and you poke here and slice. <laughs> Hello, butcher. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I would, yeah. And I'll tell you this: uh, the visuals that you and I came up with. Uh, bravo! Uh, especially mm-hmm. the guy with the, you know. <laughs> You'll never forget that. <laughs> no, I won't. I love that. I love that. All right. It's two minutes after. Yes, so I got to I gotta run. Yeah, Thank no. you so much. You are welcome, Debbie. <laughs> Have a good day. All right. You take care of yourself. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. What a fun way to wrap up this episode of Pen to Paper Press podcast. Debbie was truly a joy to spend time with. We'll do this again, I'm sure. Somewhere down the road, we will do this again. So I'd like to say thank you for spending time with us. Be sure to subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press podcast on your favorite app. Share this episode to inspire writers to write and, you know, publish their their works of art. 
You can find the show notes to this episode at pendapaperpress.com and leave us a comment while you're there. We would love to read your takeaways. One way to ensure that you receive future podcast episodes is to take a moment and subscribe to the growing newsletter list. I promise I will not clutter your inbox with daily emails. You'll get one eh, once a week. (laughs) All right, it is time for me to wrap up this podcast. Take care of yourself. And until next time, know that your words have power and your story matters. All right, bye for now.